This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This is Greg Olson here to tell you about my new podcast, TE1. On the show, I had a chance to talk to my fellow tight ends who have revolutionized the position from an extra lineman to a dual threat superstar. And just like my guests have changed the game, this year, NFLSundayTicket.tv is revolutionizing your NFL viewing experience. Stream all the live out-of-market NFL games every Sunday on your favorite devices and never miss a moment from your favorite players. Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv and use the promo code GREG88 at checkout and get 15% off your subscription. That's NFLSundayTicket.tv and the promo code GREG88. Subscribe to TE1 and get NFLSundayTicket.tv an unmatched dual threat. You're now listening to the Destination Debbie Podcast. I present your host, Ray Garvin, the creator of Destination Debbie, and your go-to source for all things Debbie and college football. What is going on, Destination Debbie fan? Welcome back. Welcome back. You know who it is, Ray G. You know where to find me on Twitter, at Ray GQ. It is Friday. I am feeling good. Football is literally right around the corner. I mean, it's it's right there. I mean, it's just every day that goes by, it's just like, please, please stay on track. Let's go. We need football. We need football. But we are here. The season is here. We're going to have a college football season, the NFL, storylines are running rampant. It is, let's just talk football for a second, you guys. Can we just, let, let's just talk, let's just talk football. And I feel like I have to remind you, every now and then we need a reminder. We all just need a little little dose of reality, just, you know, snap back in place, get get out of fantasy land. The name of this game of fantasy football, like, the goal is to win, <laughs> You play to win the game. Hello? You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. That's the great thing about sports. You play to win. And I don't care if you don't have any wins. You go play to win. The goal is to win your fantasy league championship. And while I love Jalen Rager, Jonathan Taylor, Clyde Edwards Lair, Jerry Judy, Justin Jefferson. Why I'm a big fan, why I'm a big fan of their games and think that some of those guys can become really, really good NFL players. Do I want to bet on six, seven, eight of those guys? Or do I want DJ Moore? Do I want Josh Jacobs? Do I want a Miles Sanders? 
do I want Chris Godwin or Juju Smith-Schuster? And again, the name of this game is to win. If you want to win, you need a Josh Jacobs. You need a Chris Godwin. You need a player of that caliber who has been proven, who is young, who can help you win now and have long-term sustainability in the future. You need that guy. You need some of those guys as well. I think this whole uh, stigma, this whole feeling around, I have to draft these rookies. And, you know, if if I'm trying to rebuild and retool, I got to get these rookies. I got to acquire all these picks and draft all these rookies. I, I think that's one of the biggest fallacies in Dynasty. And I see so many people deploying that strategy when the optimal way to utilize said draft picks is to treat them, sell them, you know, well above market value, retool with young proven talent, and hold on to a couple of the picks. That's how you rebuild it, man. You know, you don't need eight 2020 first round picks. Would it be nice to have, you know, an acres, what we think he can become, what we think Justin Jefferson can be, DeAndre Swift. I mean, it, yeah, it's it's ideally, it sounds fun in theory just to have a bunch of those guys. And maybe you have a dynasty team that that was your sole strategy. You just wanted to go all rookies and see how that played out. But if you're trying to win, you need players that are proven young studs. And I just feel that sometimes some of us as fantasy gamers just get lost in pick acquisition. You know, you don't win trophies for having the most picks. Use those as capital to either move up to get the the highest tier elite guy in said rookie draft or use those picks to go acquire somebody who's worried about Juju Smith-Schuster, who doesn't think A.J. Brown is going to be able to repeat his crazy efficiency as a rookie, who still doesn't believe that D.K. Metcalf is, is a legitimate number one wide receiver, use those picks in order to get some of those guys and then take your shot maybe with a later rookie pick or move some of those back in first when people are thirsting over those things and get you a proven talent. I just, I see it so many times. And while it's fun to be like, dude, I've got 20 of the first 24 picks. I mean, why even draft 24 guys who they're not all going to hit? Like, go get something for them. Now, a question that I've been getting a lot lately is where I value some of these 2021 wide receivers and running backs and quarterbacks amongst the 2020 class. Where would Rondell Moore rank in 2020? Where would Jamar Chase rank in 2020? Where would Najee have been as your running back in, in the 2020 class? I get a lot of those questions. So what I want to do right here is take a look at my top 20 cornerstone players. I've got my cornerstone rankings on patreon.com forward slash all gas. And what I do is look at the current year's draft class. So 2020, how I had those players ranked in comparison to the, their predecessors, the 2019 class and what both of those classes look like compared to the next crop of rookie rookies, incoming rookies, the 2021 class. So looking at 2019, 2020, and 2021. So next year, I'll be looking at 2020, 2021, and 2022. Sort of your foundational pieces in Dynasty, your cornerstone players. So I wanted to take a look at, at that top 20 to give you an idea where 
I would have had these guys ranked amongst one another in, in the you know past three classes. So I'm going to go from, from 20 to 1. We're going to assume super flex for these rankings. And coming in at 20, I have Jalen Rager, the wide receiver, Philadelphia Eagles, and everything coming out of camp from Philly is Rager is going to ball out this year. Yeah, we know. We know. If you've been listening to Destination Debbie, you already knew that, so you're not shocked. Jalen Rager's a stud, man. I'm, I'm glad he's getting a shine on in Philly, expecting big things out of him. So amongst these three classes, Jalen Rager would be my 20th-ranked player. At 19, I got Tua Tungvaloa, the quarterback of the Miami Dolphins, looking like he's going to play this year. You know, is he going to start? That remains to be seen. In my personal opinion, he would just chill this year, you know, especially this weird injury COVID filled season, even more of a reason for him to redshirt, but it's, it's looking like that dude's going to play. Hell, he might start from week one. So two are coming in at 19, 18, Daniel Jones, quarterback, the New York Giants. Look, I, I was a, not a, a Daniel Jones fan. I wasn't a fan of that pick the Giants made. I, I just didn't get it at all, but I mean, when you look at what he did historically, Daniel Jones in his rookie season just doesn't get talked about a lot. You know, it doesn't, he, if, if the Giants were any better, I mean, he, he balled out. He's a dual threat type quarterback, can run, get your points with his legs, can throw the ball. As soon as they get some help around him, they invested in offensive line this year, early in the draft, Saquon back healthy, Golden Tate doing his thing, Darius Slayton taking a step forward. Daniel Jones, a lot of, lot of promise with Jones, man. I, I've come around on it, respect this game, so I'd have him ranked 18. 17, Jamar Chase, wide receiver, LSU. We know the historic Bolitnikov, first team, All-American season he had, winning the Natty this season. SEC's playing, so he's going to have Miles Brennan at quarterback, Terrace Marshall next to him, and some good young wide receivers, Chris Curry out of the backfield, TDP, and John Emery as well, so... Uh, you're going to expect, I, everyone should expect regression from Jamar Chase. I don't think what Miles Brennan to be able to do is anywhere near Joe Burrow, but Chase is still going to ball out top guys in the 2021 class. I've got Rashad Bateman one spot ahead of him at 16, wide receiver from Minnesota, who is opting out of the season, although he really didn't even have to because the Big Ten uh, got their card pulled and uh, opted out of the season, so he wouldn't have been playing anyway, but Bateman... Uh, you know, as much as everybody loved Tyler Johnson coming out, Bateman, to me, was the best wide receiver on that team for the past two years. He just has zero weaknesses. He's got prototypical size for the next level. I think he's a plus athlete. It's going to be uh, it's gonna be fun to see who the top guy in the 2021 class is going to be. At 15, I got Justin Fields, quarterback, Ohio State. You know, Cam Newton light. 40 touchdown passes, like three interceptions on the season, or a couple. Yes, I think he got those two in the uh, their final game. But going in as a as a Heisman contender, I know he had 40 touchdowns to one interception. Dual threat guy, you know, holds the ball a little bit, needs to get rid of it. But all the talent in the world to just be uh, an all pro caliber quarterback at the next level. So uh, pretty sure we're going to see Justin Fields in the 2021 draft class. At 14, Cam Akers, running back Los Angeles Rams. I was a big Akers fan all through the draft process last year. You know, coming into 2019, I had big question marks, but he balled out in a very bad situation. Uh, landed in kind of a weird spot. They just drafted Daryl Henderson the year before, and 
for whatever reason, want to keep Malcolm Brown around, but they ship Todd Gurley off. Henderson is hurt. It's go time for Cam Akers. You know, they don't have the best offensive line, but they do have weapons on the outside. Akers should uh, Akers should show some some big time flashes this year. So excited to watch him. At 13, my guy, you know how I feel about him. Rondell Moore, my wide receiver one in the 2021 class, the best wide receiver in the nation, crushing every analytical threshold over a 30% market share. Dominator rating, I believe, was over 40%. Age-adjusted production, he broke out at 18 years old. 110-plus receptions, over 2,000 total yards as a true freshman. He smashed every analytical predictive threshold metric there is at 18 years old. He's a ridiculous athlete. He's a relentless worker, and he's just the best, most dynamic what you want in an NFL wide receiver in this draft class. And I, and he he's WR one for me, Rondell Moore, 13th ranked player. So as much as I love him, he's still ranked 13. You know, this is dynasty. We're trying to win at 12 CD lamb and CD lamb is my second highest, third highest rated wide receiver. The past, you know, three bunch draft class Dallas Cowboys. I think he's going to produce early, not big time, big time numbers, but he's going to produce and CeeDee Lamb is going to be a stud. He's good, tethered to a Pro Bowl caliber quarterback in Dak Prescott, Zeke Elliott in the backfield, Gallup, Amari Cooper. I think it's just a matter of time before CeeDee Lamb asserts itself as one of the top wide receivers in the NFL. At 11, J.K. Dobbins running back from the Baltimore Ravens. A lot of buzz coming out about J.K. looking good in Baltimore, and him and Lamar Jackson, that sort of that that college, that's what he ran. That's what Lamar ran at Louisville, and that's what J.K. ran at Ohio State. So once he officially assumes the starter role, I mean, would we any of us be surprised if J.K. Dobbins was literally a top five? It's Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, Jonathan Taylor, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and J.K. Dobbins, like your first five running backs off of the board. Like that's the type of talent. That's three of these guys from 2020. Three of these guys. That's that's crazy. At 10, top 10, DK Metcalf, wide receiver, Seattle Seahawks. He's a freak. The freak. Second highest rated receiver. You know, all, for all the shit people gave DK about his three cone, it seemed it didn't seem to matter. Still dominated. Definitely needs to improve his route inventory and get better progressing in that area. More efficient in the red zone. As big as he is. But to be that big and that fast and produce 900 yards as a rookie, DK is about to be a problem for a long, long, long time. DK is good and he's young, still learning. At nine, DeAndre Swift running back Detroit Lions. Really excited about Swift. You know, Carrion Johnson is out here acting scared, saying shit, not, not sounding like he's giving up, but. I mean, Swift is talented. It may not happen this year. I don't think Carrion is going to go away. Even though those comments are weak, I don't think he's going to go away. So it's probably not going to be until 2021 that Swift really gets to to take off. But when he does, it's crazy. His upside is crazy. That's why I got him so high at number nine. At eight, Joe Burrow. Yeah. Tua down there at, at 19. Joe Burrow up here at eight. I, I just think he's that dude. I think he's... I think he's really good. He's going to work his ass off. He's got the confidence. I just think he's, I just think he's really good. 
And I think he's going to make Cincinnati better. I think he's going to be just a legit quarterback. So uh, Joe Burrow, they're going to put him in every every position to succeed, getting him another receiver. And John Ross takes a step forward. I think it's just going to be a matter of time before Burrow is, you know, top five type quarterback in the in the league. At seven, I've got Clyde Edwards Elaire. Got CEH at seven. I know a lot of people are like, what? Yeah, I've got three other running backs ahead of Clyde Edwards Elaire in Cornerstone Rankings. I really, as I'm looking at this, <laughs> I probably would make an adjustment. So we're gonna we're gonna do this live right now on the show, on the podcast. I'm adjusting these cornerstone rankings and I am putting Josh Jacobs at seven. I'm switching my five to six, and I'm putting Miles Sanders at six, and I'm moving Clyde Edwards Alaire up to five. So right now we're on Josh Jacobs at seven. And listen, I, I mean I had him six the second ago, but moving him down a slot, I just he's so talented. The Raiders offensive line is going to be better. Got more weapons on the outside. If at the end of the season, Josh Jacobs ends up leading the league in rushing, it wouldn't shock me. Wouldn't shock me one bit. Is that good? And if they could ever get him more involved in the passing game, it's crazy to think that he seemed, that seemed to be his sort of calling and role coming out of Alabama, this pass-catching running back who can give you, this pass-catching back who can, you know, get you some rushing production as well. And, you know, he's just exceeded above expectations as a rusher and if they could get him the damn ball in the receiving game I mean he's top top running back in fantasy he could be right up there so uh but right now as I have I got Jacobs at seven Miles Sanders at six I like Sanders man Sanders thing when he was at Penn State he seemed to like I don't know have little injuries here and there and listen I know I'm, I'm not basing this all on the report that he's a little banged up lower body but yeah, I mean, he's good. I just would rather have Clyde Edwards-Elair over Miles Sanders. So that's why Miles is at six, and I got Clyde Edwards-Elair at five. Second highest running back that I would want in in, in these cornerstone rankings, CEH. I mean, I think he's got a floor of 60 receptions this year. Floor. 60 receptions and what, 175 carries? They're going to be in position to score a lot. There's there's weaponry all over the field. They're not going to. What are you going to do? You're going to allocate a safety to Edwards Elaire and a safety to Kelsey, and then you still have Hardman Hill and Sammy Watkins over the top. What what are you going to do? You're going to throw a whole bunch of defensive backs on the field. Well, then they're just going to run it down your throat. I just. I don't see how he he fails as a fantasy asset or an NFL player, barring injury. I don't see how Clyde Edwards-Elair fails. He's they handpicked him. He fits the system. They're, he's running what they've run before, sort of at LSU. He's going to be used it, it to his strengths. Like if you switch Ceh and Jonathan Taylor, I don't think it it fits as well as it does with JT. In Indy and Clyde where he is. I really don't. If Clyde is drafted by the Colts, none of us are taking. I guarantee you would have taken J.K. Dobbins over him. If he was drafted by the Colts, you would have taken J.K. Dobbins over him. You guys hated the Lions immediately, so you probably wouldn't have taken him there. You you would have taken him third. 
or fourth if you liked Cam Akers. But, you know, JT to the Chiefs, I think that would have got a lot of buzz initially because it just, oh, my God, JT to Kansas City. But I still don't think he fits like CEH does. So I just don't see how he fails. He's going to be he's gonna be good in that system. He's definitely the type of running back that can be he could be a thousand, a thousand guy if Mahomes didn't bomb the ball downfield so much. So CEH at five. At four, I got AJ Brown, my highest rated receiver. I just think he's a dog. Yeah, he was efficient as hell last year, and he may not replicate that, but he does everything. Run after the catch, physicality, go up and get it, contested catches getting separation. I mean, he, he's he's really good. I think his price was was way up there for a little bit, but the market kind of corrected itself, and he's being drafted, it seems, more appropriately right now. Probably some inflation of rookies kind of pushing his value down. But A.J. Brown, for me, number four player in my cornerstone rankings. And my highest-rated position player is Jonathan Taylor at three. He's going to be the next 2,000-yard rusher. I wouldn't be shocked if he runs for over 1,100 yards this year. I know we're talking about Marlon Mack and Naeem Hines. It wouldn't shock me if he if he runs for 1,100 yards starting, you know, 12 games, playing in some of the others, but doesn't even start a full slate. It's just, it's just he, he looks like a tank. Every report that you read, he's doing great. He's the, one of the greatest college running backs in the history of the game. And he's a bigger size, speed, specimen athletically than Saquon Barkley was at the Combine. I mean, JT, I'm not saying he's better than him. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying he's he's an animal. And he's playing behind arguably one of the best offensive lines in football. That's that's not even an argument. They are one of the best. You can argue they are the best, if they are the best, but they are one of the best. And Frank Wright and them want to run the damn ball. <laughs> Inside, eight games a year. Giving JT good weather, eight games a year. Yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that. Behind one of the best offensive lines. Quentin Nelson pulling left for him. Good luck tackling that. If you get through Big Q, now you got to deal with 230-pound Jonathan Taylor. He's a stud. He's an absolute stud. But that leaves me uh, at my top two, my top two cornerstone players. And we are assuming this is super flex. At number two, I have Trevor Lawrence, the rising junior quarterback from Clemson. Sunshine, Trevor Lawrence. Yes, he's that good. He's going to be the number one pick in the NFL draft next year. And he's going to be good. I mean, he's, he's, he's tall. He's big. He's tough. He's athletic. He's fast. He's fast. He's fast. He's an accurate thrower of the football. He can make every throw. He's won big games. He's battled back in big games. He's going to be the number one pick. He's going to be a good quarterback for a long time. I think he's got all pro potential. Just so good. I mean, there's there's really not a lot of there's nothing I can really say that you guys don't already know about Trevor Lawrence. He's 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 the real deal. If anybody is still a little iffy on him, don't be. He's the real deal. T-Law T Law is that dude, which leaves my number one player, quarterback Kyler Murray of the Arizona Cardinals. 
if I was starting off a, a rookie draft, a dynasty rookie draft with just these three crop of players, and I had to start my team with one player, it would be Kyler Murray. I think he's behind Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes. I think the argument is him and Dak Prescott. I think Dak is three, but Kyler Murray is my fourth rated quarterback in dynasty. Just does it all. I mean, he was so good last year, and he was just out there just running around, just trying to figure it out. So another in offseason, knowing the NFL, having a better command of the offense, having a better command of his teammates and just the feel of the NFL game, I think it's it could be Lamar-esque season from Kyler Murray. I don't know if it will equate to wins because who knows what Arizona's defense is going to be like, but I think he can go out there and absolutely like crush this season in year two. I'm expecting a, a big, big season, a big step forward. You bring in DeAndre Hopkins, you get a season with Kenyon Drake. I mean, Larry Fitzgerald is still there. Christian Kirk healthy. If the weapons are there, the weaponry, the weaponry is there. And then we're not even talking about what he can do with his legs. He didn't even really run last year. You know, he was running around out there. But man, you you he's bulked up some. You give him more confidence. When Kyler Murray starts feeling it, he's almost unstoppable. I've seen him just take over college games, take them over. And you just watch and you're like, you can't do anything. You just throw your hands up. It's the type of player he is. So you if you have KY. And uh, Kyler Murray, uh, let's let's stick to Kyler Murray. I won't use the acronym, but if you got Murray in Dynasty, I mean that's that's just that's a gift right there. It's that good, that good. So there it is, top twenty cornerstone players. For those of you who were asking where I had such and such ranked, that's where they're at. Some names you didn't hear: Trey Lance, I got him twenty five. Waddle twenty sixth overall. David Montgomery down there at thirty five. Journey Brown at 43, Tylen Wallace at 54. So some names that you just didn't hear. And yes, of course, Najee Harris. I got Najee at 28 in between T. Higgins and Debo Samuel. So if you want to check out these full rankings, other stuff, make sure you check out patreon.com forward slash all gas. Join the squad. Dope stuff over there. Got IDP, man. Excited. We got a guy jumping on board with Destination Debbie that's going to man the IDP channel in the Discord, his rankings, his content podcast. So make sure you tune in. We're going to have that up pretty soon. So excited about that. Hit my hit my defensive crowd. Come holler at the squad, man. But I appreciate you all listening. If you can, subscribe to the show, rate and review, subscribe on YouTube. Appreciate y'all rocking with me. Enjoy your Friday. Have a good weekend. Stay blessed. Stay motivated. Hustle. Strive for greatness, baby. I'm rambling. Drop the music. NFL is back. 
And with NFL Sunday Ticket.tv, you can stream every live out-of-market game every Sunday afternoon on your favorite devices, plus Red Zone and DirecTV Fantasy Zone channels. Never miss your favorite teams and favorite players. No matter where you live, NFL Sunday Ticket.tv is your key to the most glorious Sundays ever. Use the promo code BLUEWIRE at checkout to get 15% off your subscription. Visit NFL Sunday Ticket.tv and use promo code BLUEWIRE.